Good day, good day. Good day, world. Good morning. It's me. (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) Welcome to, well, I'm Jay. And I'm Aaliyah. And I'm Star. Yes, we have a guest with us today on Homeschool Your Kids podcast. (laughs) And we are so honored, so honored that she is here. Star, yes. you want to introduce yourself? <laughs> ah, hey y'all, I'm Star. <laughs> I'm a 2020 graduate. Oh, oh yes, you did graduate in 2020. Ooh. I was robbed. Oh yeah, I was robbed of the of the 12th grade experience. I was robbed. Oh, but uh. Graduating was cool, but I, I didn't have a graduation or anything for real. I walked through my cafeteria and picked up my diploma. Well, that's the graduation. Were there uh, was everyone there or no? I forgot. Um, not anybody I, I cared about. Not yeah, I about to say I don't I think I was there. About. It was just the principal and like security and like mm. the deans. That's not nobody. I cared about that one. People who that one. The people who cared about me. Oh, but um, yeah. COVID messed everything up, y'all. I had big plans for prom. <laughs> big plans for graduation. Oh yeah, you didn't have a prom. I didn't have a prom. I didn't have a graduation. I had no senior trips. No, nothing. No, no little barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Nothing. Yeah. That is a way to end. Like, I mean, 12th grade is what everyone looks forward to. It's like a year of celebration because you made it through all of those lovely, lovely previous years. So that's a that's a lot. All the stuff that Norfolk Public Schools done put you through. What what all the what what would you care to elaborate on all the stuff you feel that the public <laughs> care to elaborate system. first of all you know you know I feel like public school builds character yes but, you do but but it's just a lot of um it's a lot of kinks in the school system and it's not necessarily anything anybody can fix because people are gonna be people you have you know you have the staff who cares, but then you have people who are just nasty. Then the children. Oh gosh, I think that was probably the worst part for me. <laughs> I think I got, I got along better with my teachers than I did my actual peers. Mm. Mm. Why is that? Do you want to speak on that more? Um, I think it's because I wasn't a. Okay, I was always smart. But it was like casually smart. It's not anything I bragged about. It's not like I was die hard for school or academics or anything like that. It's just if I was good at it and it was easy, which it was, might as well just do it. And I guess a lot of people come to school just for the social aspect of it all. And that wasn't me. I actually took school serious while being very social. And most people aren't like that. A lot of people, it's just one way or another. Especially where I'm from, Norfolk, they don't care about nothing. 
<laughs> I mean, you have some people who do, but most of the pe- most of the children who are like into their academics are usually closed off or like you do have some people who are similar to me where they take school serious but are also social. But a lot of people, it's either be cool or go to school. One of the two. Like there's no middle ground for them, which I never understood. But those are the people I did choose to hang with sometimes because it was just funny. They they often were the funny people. <laughs> but I was never really easily influenced to be that way. Like I always took my school serious, no matter who I was around. Um, I probably hung with a lot of people I shouldn't have. I did hang with a lot of people I shouldn't have, honestly. But that never like affected school. I definitely had like a good line in between those two. So let me ask you because you know you versus uh, back then, as far as appearance and everything goes, is way way different, right? So um, yeah. But when I first met for- you, tell me tell me what I what I was introduced to the first time I met you. Because Star is one of my my former students. Uh, I used to teach her. I I had you create a writing in 10th grade English or? I think it was, well, yeah, it was 10th grade creative writing. I never had you as an English teacher. Oh, you didn't? Okay, okay. okay. No, I had you as creative writing. But um, so I entered Granby with the inclination that I was just gonna be the finest person there (laughs) that was the goal but I was different with it I wasn't really into um a lot of people around us were into like brands and whatnot like I would literally get my little outfits and throw them together but when we met I believe I had turquoise blue hair, like electric turquoise blue hair. I had six front <laughs> gold fronts at the top and six gold fronts at the bottom. Yes, and I was right. Always, I was always with um, the long lashes and clothes that you just always had something to say about my clothes, my tummy showing, or that skirt too short, or girl is cold outside, or just something about what I was wearing. Um, yes, Ali, I wanted you to know that because you see Star now, and Star has these glasses. She got a little cute little bun at the top, like just way different than what was brought upon me, what, 2018, 2017? totally if that's you described yourself that way with the lashes and blue hair you are like I could definitely see a transformation from what I like what I see now and I'm really shocked because when I was in 12th grade I was not wearing lashes I didn't wear lashes now I did do the colored hair but like lashes and stuff it's just like it was not part of our culture but I definitely could see like now 12th graders and and kids and um or children in um, high school, like doing the whole full glam and the whole, I could just see it. I think I got a job. I've been working since I was 16. 
So I got my job. I was working at McDonald's up the street from my school. And that little $500 check was doing it to me even because <laughs> I didn't have to pay no bills. Yeah. So, um, I used to just, I, I don't know, my hair, I just loved the different colors. And that was just my expression in a way. I'd have my hair like 20 different colors. It didn't fell out and everything. <laughs> it grew back now. But um, yeah, I used to dress. I used to violate dress code. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably one of the things I was most known for and being very loud with my music. Yeah. That was another thing. But um, I just remember being in creative writing, I saw it on my schedule before I even got to the class and I was like yep I know I'm gonna like this and then I finally got there and I ain't know nobody in that class Miss Carter was the only person I had in there <laughs> I, I would literally sit next to her desk every day and that would just be what it was um but I believe you used to do warm-ups on the board like write a paragraph or a little excerpt about such and such and I guess you just used to you used to just like the content and I and we grew off that we expanded off that and yes, I didn't really yes. think it was anything because I never really thought writing was really anything it was just something that I knew I liked to do and I enjoyed doing it especially if you're really talking about something like so creative writing was really good for me I think it's the only class I regularly attended Mm. besides English and science and science (laughs) so how was your experience as far as school goes in general like was do you feel like it was time well spent um I didn't appreciate it while I was there I know that and I constantly wish to go back to it but Mm -hmm. I think it was more so I don't think it wasn't it wasn't school that was necessarily the problem it was everything else that was going on in that timeline that just made everything kind of cloudy but school itself was one of my favorite places to be. Mm, it was where I would dress up at. It was where my personality would really show at. Um, and it, I just had a weird school experience too. Like I went to four different high schools. Mm. So I kind of got it. I went to every single high school in Norfolk except Booker T so I had a different experience everywhere really but I would say Granby was the best school that I went to I loved it there I really did only problem that I had there was the principal but (laughs) hey whatever um school I feel like I didn't really learn much, like retain much. Everything was more so memorization and then you move on. But I did meet some amazing people and I loved my teachers, especially my teachers at Granby. I loved my teachers. Nice. 
And I think that was like probably my favorite part of going to school, being able, because I didn't feel, I didn't feel intellectually matched with my peers. I didn't feel like I talked to them about certain things. Like, yes, there are, there were things that we could relate on. And that was mostly fun and extracurricular things we did outside of school. But as for things like, why are whales beaching themselves? Why is the climate changing? Um, things that I'm passionate about. I can never have those conversations with the people around me, the people my age. And I found that in my school teachers, which was where I like to be. I like to have that kind of, it was stimulating. A lot of, I didn't get a lot of stimulation from my peers. They were all just, I don't know. I guess they just weren't really worried about those things. I mean, there's some people who were, I literally have like three people that I know that I could match with on that level. But other than that, I wasn't necessarily student compatible. I was just that person that was there. Student compatible. (laughs) I didn't have, um, I didn't have like a specific friend group either. I was kind of like a floater. I just got in where I fit in. And it was really with anybody because I'm a very versatile person. Um, But School was more so, I don't know, I just feel like it's a filler. It was a filler in my city. It was just somewhere for me to be, really. I didn't get a lot from school. I know I had to complete it for a diploma, and that was the end goal. So that's what I'm saying. As far as the time spent in school, do you feel like it was time well spent? Minus the socialization, minus the, you know, the extra things that you actually did while there the reason for you being there, you know, is to get academic studies, whatever the case may be, your, whatever your schedule holds. So do you feel that that time in the classroom that you were supposed to be learning and retaining, do you feel that was time well spent? Um, it depends on certain things, yes. Certain things, no. Um, there's a lot of things in that we had to learn in school that I don't even remember now. There's not even a lot of things that I could tell you that I learned in school that stuck out to me, really. Um, The only thing that I really feel matters in school is English, really. Learning how to speak and be grammatically correct and use clauses and commas and learning synonyms, antonyms, and all of that. I think that is probably the most important part, but everything else is more, more elective to me. I'm a person. About I was, history. History, history is good. Yes, yeah, so you know how I feel about history. Very passionate about that. You got to know history. Have to. Um, I just feel like the curriculum around history has a big buffer around it that needs to like not be there. Because there's so much more they should teach about history, so much in depth that they should go, but they don't. And I understand it because you have parents who would feel offended. You have people who don't want to hear, you know, like all those sensitivity, oh, my kid, this, this, that, and third, or the 
the people who make the curriculum just thinking is too much for the students themselves. Um, there's so much more that they could be doing with history is what I believe. Um, Aaliyah was a history teacher. She used to teach history. Yes. A history class had me, I used to go in there and cry some days. Just so passionate, going hard in there with the debates. Um, <laughs> I used to be in there going hard in history. I, I love that. I did. But as for anything else, I don't really think it was that important. I've never used anything besides multiplication, division, addition, and subtraction. Never used anything more than that. Um, besides decimals and fractions, never used anything more than that. <laughs> so I feel like that was a complete um, waste. I mean, I understand a lot of math is used for the developmental process of it all, but I've never had to use slope in the real world. I've never <laughs> had to solve a geometry problem in the real world. And if I did, I'd probably be out back. So I have a question to add to that. Since you were saying like the, the real world, I would love to know, like, how do you feel um, like your educational journey going through school has helped you in the real world? And how has it not? Like some pros. Um, a lot of people want you to have a diploma. And I mean, I don't really understand why. Because <laughs> a diploma doesn't really mean anything. Um, respectfully, there has been classes that I've cheated my way through, and there's been classes that I smarted my way through, not show up the whole year and just pass the test. So I don't really think a high school diploma really reflects too much on your education. I feel like it's just more of a completion thing. Um, jobs, they ask you, do you have it? I've never had to show it to anybody. So how much can it really mean? Also, you can't really get too many jobs with just the high school diploma. So it only takes you but so far. I mean, yes, you, I'm, it's, it's a gateway to other things. I'll say that a diploma is a gateway to other things. Isn't necessarily worth it. If you're not interested in anything else, then yes. If you are going to be in the job world, then yes, you need a diploma. Um, I doesn't. I don't think it reflects on you at all as a person. I don't think it reflects on um, on how smart you are. I I really don't at all. I was set up to get an advanced diploma. I was taking high school classes in middle school. And that was the goal. The goal was to go to college early. The goal was to just get up on out of there. But once you're there and you see how much it could mean and you see what this means, it doesn't really mean anything. Advanced diploma is the same exact thing as a standard. You just take more classes and work harder for the same goal. Like the diploma doesn't even say that it's advanced on it. It just it's just a regular diploma. Um, but the classes you take, just like you just said, you never done slope, you never done a geometry problem in no, the real world. You would be taking all of that for no reason. 
that's that's the thing. How set up do you feel you are for the real world after completing high school? Do you feel like you high are High school properly... doesn't prepare you for what is out here. If high, school wanted, if high school wanted to prepare you for what is out here, they would teach you how to do taxes. They would teach you how to manage stress. They would teach you how to break down bills. They would teach you how to do a trade. They would teach you other ways to be successful that's not just academically because there's so many things out here that you could do and you don't even need a diploma for and you'll make more money than a person with a diploma there's people out here who didn't graduate high school and build houses and make thousands of dollars a month versus the person who went to school and is still making only ten dollars an hour so it really just depends on where you at and what you're capable of doing a diploma, you don't need a diploma to be successful at all. Um, so it sounds like you more like and enjoy school for relationships, like the relationships you have with your teachers, um, some of your peers, things of that nature. But the actual and some things were interesting. Part, okay, some things weren't interesting, <laughs> but did I need it? And I'd probably still be the same person I am today without all the academic stuff. It's, it's everything. It's not, like I said, you're not really learning anything valuable. They're just no. throwing a whole bunch of things at you. They're, they're throwing a whole bunch of standards at you that you have to reach, basically. And you reach those standards by any process, as long as you reach them, it's, it's okay. That's not what, that's not what learning is at all that's just like saying you just give somebody a goal as long as they get to it no matter how they get to it and most of the time it's just repeated information you read it out of a book they teach it to you on the board then they ask a question to you about it on the test you move on <laughs> and that's about it some things about school I like I said I, I the the most it does is build character <laughs> that's about it how and what how do you mean yes yeah. yes yeah. tell us how does the character get built what kind of character is built upon oh a whole bunch of different characters are built it's not just one one okay. set building or anything like that it's more so like well, I know with me specifically, I told you I went to a whole lot of different schools. So you're exposed to much more. You're exposed to more people in different areas, different teachers. Every school does things differently. Every teacher teaches differently. Like I've had some bland teachers who just stick to the curriculum beginning to end. And then I had teachers like you who, you know, spiced <laughs> it up. So it really just, and then you have children from all around peers from all around people you don't know people you do know in high school I relinked with people I knew in sixth grade that was like one of the best things ever it was like I was so excited to see those faces and the love didn't change um but the social aspect of school definitely does build a lot of character you either learn to get tough skin you learn to be a better person because there were times where I wasn't that good of a person. And I think 
school helped me realize just being around people like you have to be more compassionate empathetic or whatnot and then I was a person that a lot of people didn't like for some reason so I had to deal with a lot of backlash too and it just teaches you like how to and I'm not saying anybody should deal with that but it's something that I'm glad that I went through because it made me who I am and I probably wouldn't be the same way without that um but just the more you're the more you're exposed to the more you know and the more you learn that's just how I feel about school I definitely believe school builds character like it's an experience that everyone should have it's just like having a job as a teenager I feel like that's an experience every teenager should have and if you don't have it like you're never really gonna understand like it's really weird it's really weird that first job is like a milestone school is a milestone it's where you just learn so much but not academically you learn a lot about yourself (laughs) you learn a lot about other people and how people are and I think that they don't prepare you for that out here they don't really prepare you for what is going to be out here they basically just give you your end goal and you complete it and that's it and I mean you know there is the disciplinary system but none of that helps you out here none of that helps you out here I I got a W-2 for the first time, had no clue what I was looking at, like, what is going on here? I'm lucky that TurboTax do automatically <laughs> because, or just other things, they don't teach you about the process of renting or owning, they don't teach you about the process of getting a car, they don't teach you how to start your credit, they don't teach you anything and I mean yes there are financial literacy classes but these are literally modules that you have four answers to and you click one and complete and keep on going like that's not how you teach that's not how you learn um so can I ask um how involved was your parents on your home yeah well your school journey like your educational journey how involved I know your mother was one who raised you so how involved was she um elementary school well really my grandmother my grandmother was a high school teacher and a college professor so even before I went to school I was learning like I was reading the diary of Anne Frank at nine years old and told to like give a verbal um a verbal explanation, verbal summary of the book at the end of the week to prove that I read it. I used to have to read things like the old yeller, do, and just a whole lot of stuff. Just because- So it sounds like you were homeschooled. Prepped for school, <laughs> prepped for school at home, I guess. This was yeah. before I actually started going to school. Really. Okay. And during the time I was going to school, like things that would occur before and after school. Um, my mom has always been very supportive and she probably would have been there more during my middle school and high school years if it wasn't because of me. 
Mm. I was just on this big independence. I don't have nobody thing and I don't really need you all in my business type of thing. Like there was a point in time where I would show her every report card. I would just be mommy look that but I think maybe in like seventh grade what I did at school was my business and she would make it her business sometimes calling up there coming up there when she would want to update because I would never give her any I was just doing my own thing during these times and I should have just you know included her but I just felt like at the time, it was just something that I, I was going to school by myself. So what I produce is going to be for myself. And that's just how I felt back then. Um, when I did share with her, she was always very proud. My mom always listened, like, when I wanted to read or when I wanted to share things with her. And she's passionate about the earth, how I am. So when we would have science conversations and whatnot, but... um. I just didn't think she understood too much about who I was at the time. And I just didn't really want too much to do with her at the moment. I didn't, we're way better now. And that's because, you know, maybe I grew up, maybe I got out of that funky stage, but there was a point in time where I didn't really want to share with her. And I was probably from like seventh grade up until about, couple months before I graduated because graduation grade, came. Is that year seventh grade I'd be trying to tell people <laughs> if you ain't got them you're gonna lose them seventh grade yeah and it was my mom my mom is a good mom she's always been a good mom but I don't know it's just something about being that age you you think that they're for anything but you and that's just how I felt. So my personal life was my personal life. My mom wasn't involved with my personal life. I made sure of that. And it's just because I didn't want her to be. Personally, in my seventh, in my teenage mind, it was none of her business. Mm. <laughs> really. So um, the school kind of... Why did you feel like that? Yeah, were, that were you like... When you were at school, were you doing what you were supposed to do? Or were you, like, trying to hide um, something from your mom? I did what I supposed to. I did what I was supposed to do. But I also did what I wanted to do at the same time. And at that time, if you didn't agree with what I was doing, I didn't want to hear it. Um, I was the person who went into class, finished my work, and left. That was it. And if you had a problem, you could write me up. You could call home. I, I don't care. I'm done with my work. Bye. <laughs> That's just how I was. Um, I didn't necessarily have an attitude problem, but I did have it where if I didn't feel respected by you at least a little bit, I was not giving you any at all. That's just how I was. It had to be 100% given for you to get it. And if you weren't giving it to me, I definitely wasn't giving it to you. And I expressed that in school. I was never a bad kid in school. It was just, 
I don't know. I really don't know. I, I want to say the teenager in me because I share everything with my mom now. But it was more so she was very hard on me as well. So I think that made me more closed off. But I remember the first time I got a C on my report card. I think I was in like fifth grade, maybe, or sixth grade, fifth or sixth grade. I got a C. And I cried, like ugly cried. I was so disappointed in myself and so disappointed that I had to show my mom that. And it was just because how hard she was on me. Mm. And then I always struggled with math. So I think when it came to me like failing sometimes, I didn't want my mom to see me fail in those ways academically. I don't know. She was just very, very, she was like one of those, she was a screamy parent. If you got something wrong, it's the, well, if I got something wrong or if I was failing, it was just a very, very big deal. She cared, she cared, but she didn't care the way that I needed her to or didn't express it the way I needed her to. Nobody wants to tell you something if you're going to be angry. You're not going to, if you're not going to understand the way that I'm struggling, what I'm going through, if you're not going to try to relate or listen or just, <sighs> she was one of those people who brushed off how you felt because you're a child. This shouldn't be stressful for you because you're a child. This isn't hard because you're a child. Basically, my problems didn't equate to hers. So it wasn't necessarily, it was, she just wasn't understanding when I was struggling. <laughs> and I think that with a mix of just not wanting to deal with my mom, period, was the reason why I was like that. Um, Because it, it wasn't just academically. My mom, it was my social life. I didn't tell my mom anything. Me and my mom were literally roommates for a couple of years. And I don't know why I felt that way. I just did. I mean, you explained it, though. I think that you explained the relationship between you and your mom. And I feel the same way. Like, I feel like there was a period of time where I just stopped talking about everything. Like, when I was in elementary, I loved school so much. I wanted to share. I wanted to read. Um, but when I got to middle school and high school, it definitely changed for me. I stopped talking about things a lot. I stopped, you know, talking about what was going on. And honestly, nobody really asked. And to be honest, when I got into middle school and high school, it wasn't like an everyday question of like, oh, how was school? How are you doing in this? Hey, honestly, I was just expected to make good grades. And so since I was making good grades, I didn't feel like I needed to share anything else. Nobody was checking for my report card in, in middle school and high school anymore. <laughs> It's changed, and I really do feel you, especially when you have strict parents who, like you said, they don't really understand what you're going through. They just kind of want to see the results, and I definitely get that because that's kind of – I really feel like that's what I went through, and I really loved your your whole outlook on that. Like, yes, parents have to understand in order to, you know, build a positive relationship with your children, you must give respect. Like, why do we feel like we don't have to respect children? I don't, like, I, I really don't understand where that idea comes from. Like, yes, I understand a child should stay in a child's place because there are some things that children just cannot handle. They just don't understand. I get that. But we should never, like, just be disrespecting children or disregarding their feelings or telling them that this doesn't matter to them. Um, and I really well, do 
like, you know, a lot of parents disregard children's emotions, especially when they're going to school, because there's so much that you have to deal with. So, I mean, I feel you. I totally 100% feel you. And I'm glad that you grew through that stage and that you and your mom are at a better space. Yeah, my mom, she um, she ruled with an iron fist. That's that's the best way I could put it. She ruled with the iron fist. She always did what she had to do, providing as a mother. But I think that she just has like a lot of emotional things herself that she didn't really, she doesn't really, she never really learned how to deal with her own emotions. So if you can't deal with your own, how are you expected to deal with a whole nother person's? Or yes. even understand a whole nother person's. But I didn't learn that until being older. I blamed my mom for a lot. I had a lot of hate towards my mom for a while. I really did. And I and I hate to use the word hate because I don't hate anyone. But at that time, that's what it felt like. It just felt like a deep despise because I just felt so misunderstood but I was still expected to do what you want me to do live up to your expectations even though you're just not providing a good environment to reach those expectations around people think because you feed a child or clothe a child or give them a place to stay that you're doing your job and it's way more than that yes oh my goodness yes yes lord look i'm about to go back to church you just talked to my spirit with that one i promise you you just hit my soul because i always talk about the lack of emotional support that i felt on my on my journey or that a lot like i hear these adults talking it's like we lack emotional support from our parents that's what's wrong that is what's wrong we don't have the emotional support because so many well uh, speaking on me and like I hear a star saying I had a single mother she had to go out and do what she had to do you get saying all she that's what she that's what her main focus was I need to provide for you I need, and I understand it now like you said but when I was a kid I didn't understand why my mom wouldn't didn't help me get through my emotions or wanted to hear what I had to say I bottled a lot of things up and I was a very emotional child because of that crying for this crying for that and I just didn't understand. I really didn't. And yes, now I'm at to the point where I'm like, okay, my mom didn't probably didn't receive that from her mom. So she didn't understand her, like you said, her own emotions and how to control those or how to handle those or how to feel through those. And so it wasn't taught to me or shown to me how to do that. And so now, you know, as an adult, I'm trying to figure it out so that I don't do the same thing to my daughter because we can't keep going down the same path. The way that you feel... <laughs> In middle school, the same way I felt. That's ridiculous. We should be there. The we as parents or parents in general should be trying to think of different ways of how to support our children. We cannot just keep doing the same old thing that our parents did, that our that they parents did, that they parents did. When do we change the cycle? Come on. And <clears throat> I just, I guess, because I wasn't getting the emotional support that I needed. I got it from other people. Like when I was in seventh grade, I had two friends. They were older than me. I was hung with the older crowd. I don't know, maybe whatever, but they were older than me. And when I tell you, like, I think we all were just going through the same thing. 
and like low key adopted each other as family. Cause I, that's, that's just what I remember. That's who I remember venting to. That's who I remember being there. That's who I remember just, just helping me get through that time. Like when I think about the past and specific time frames in my life, there's probably a person for each segment of my life that I relied on a lot for that expression. And that was because, I don't know, some parents, some parents don't see you as an equivalent. And I mean, I know I'm not an adult's equivalent, but emotionally it should be equivalent you understanding that and you processing that and it might be a small thing to you or I know you have to worry about paying bills and putting food on the table but I'm sitting here having a heart attack about something that happened in school today and you brushing it off or something that happened after school or on social media and it's just not important to you and when you don't feel important to somebody why would you talk to them why would you you know express that and my mom, like I said, ruled the iron fist. Everything was disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Saying that I didn't agree with something, stating my own opinion, telling her about herself. Like, look, you hurt my feelings. Well, you shouldn't have did what you did or whatever the case may be. It just wasn't. Um, she just didn't understand what I needed. She didn't give me what I needed at that moment. And with children, you have to give them what they need. And that changed, that changes constantly. <clears throat> so if you don't know what they need, you're feeding them the wrong things. Um, but I always loved my mom. We had good moments and whatnot, but I just remember being underage was very, very hard for me. And things didn't get better until um, I graduated and moved out really. <laughs> I think the separation is what we needed like the se- it just the separation made everything so much better and maybe it's because it gave her hindsight on what it would be like without me maybe I'm not really sure why things got better why after I moved out but I know that's usually the case for most people can't get along with their parents when they're in the same household but once you leave you know you could rekindle or whatever the case may be um she was always very supportive though I could give her that and she showed her love the best way that she could but no mom is a perfect mom and I guess maybe my expectations were too high at the moment because when you're young, you, well, when you're that young, you're, you believe in a lot of unrealistic things, like your parent being perfect. You think that they're supposed to have everything figured out. But now as an adult, I realize that I don't even have it figured out. So why would she have had it figured out at that time? And when you're that age, you don't care. You only care about yourself, really. You only care about yourself and what you care about you don't understand like maybe my mom is this way because of this or because of that so it's definitely a two-party thing um it's something that I could have been better at and something that she could have been better at too 
I feel like as kids though, we have to I feel like as kids, it's different. Like you were you were a child, like yes, we we definitely have to I mean, I love the reflection that you're doing, but I wouldn't I, I for me, I'm not gonna place the blame on myself as a child for the reason the way that I acted. I feel like when it comes to because now that I'm a parent, I definitely see like, yo, I have to really talk to my child. I, I have to let her know. I tell her I'm not perfect. I have emotions. I get upset. I get frustrated. I get angry. I used to tell my students that because I really do feel like children do think that parents are like, like you said, 100% perfect. They they have everything put together. And it's like, nah, that's just not how life is. And yeah, that's, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's probably how I seen it as a kid. Like, yeah, mom, she has it all together. Like, what's going on? But when you're an adult, you definitely realize, like, yo, no, we got to slow down. Maybe we shouldn't be called adults because <laughs> we're still <laughs> like adults, to be honest. We're just little children walking around yeah. trying to figure things out. Like, the world I is swear. so big. And um, no, we don't have it all together. I'm considered an adult, and I feel like I'm still in high school. I swear I do. I feel like I have not changed much. Like, maturity yes but personality and just who I am as a person like I'm one childish adult <laughs> I, I don't understand it just feels it just feels like I turned a certain age and I've just been stuck there and I mean I do grown-up things but on the inside if I walked into a high school I would blend right in personality wise like look wise and everything like I would just go in there and continue about my life um <laughs> I mean I think that I feel like it's partially my fault as a child though because I was a very nasty child people like to my mom I was she was nasty to me too but me doing the same thing back didn't help the situation but do you see it as learned behavior though or learned like that's what um, you was it's modeled what, for it's you? It's going to teach me how to be a better parent. Mm. Um, mom, I have younger siblings. Um, my mom has a six-year-old and a four-year-old and my sister's about to be 16. Um, and I help her parent. And I appreciate that she allows me to, and I am glad that I finally have that respect where she listens to what I say now. Well, I'll tell her like, look, you need to stop doing this and you need to check the way you said that. And why don't you do this? And just, you know, giving her other options, like, cause you used to make me feel like this and she listens. So I know that I know that she's able and willing, but some people, you can't take them out of their ways. Like she reverts back to the same thing every <laughs> single time. But I just feel like I was put in a position where I can make things better for my siblings. And that's what I try my best to do. Um, but you know, every kid is different. You have to do different approaches. I know me, I was... Um, I just didn't want anything to do with my mom. I wanted to do what I wanted to do with no repercussions. And I felt like as long as I was in school doing what I needed to do, there shouldn't be nothing that you say to me. That's how I felt. 
I was just that short with her. And I mean, it's a mix of her being the way that she was, but it was also me being the way that I was because they want no telling me nothing. It's been times, it was times where like my mom would ask me why I would treat her the way that I did. And I just didn't have any answer. I, I didn't want to talk about it. And I just felt like there was no point in it. Um, my sibling, some... she does better with them. Okay. And I think that's because of me. I got to mm-hmm. teach her. I got to continue raising her. That's why I was going to ask. Are there some cycles that you're looking to break? Like, you know, as far as like things that you've seen, patterns that you've seen and that you're looking to break with your siblings um, and your own? The only thing really, my mom is a good mom. And the only thing that she does consistently that I wish that she would stop and that I know that I'm not going to do is that she gets mad and like says whatever out of her mouth. And that could literally tear you down. Like somebody, the person who created you, basically telling you, you are the worst thing in the world. Are you dumb? Or like, what do you have? Like, just just basically saying the foulest things they can to you because they're your parent, but expecting it not to hurt you is insane. It's crazy. I don't understand how that works because your opinion, your opinion is probably what most likely is what mattered to your child most of your life. When you're a little kid, a toddler is look at me look what I did we always come to you for that reassurance so when we get older and you talk bad about us or you get mad and you say things that you don't mean it really affects you 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 start to believe it <coughs> at some point I feel like um I feel like that is a big one there's a study where um you say, I hate you to a plant every day and I love you to a plant every day. And the plant that you say, I hate you to, it isn't growing as good as the one that you say, I love you to. So it, what you put into your child is what they receive. And even though you said it out of anger, doesn't mean I think it was a joke or I know you didn't mean it or it, it didn't hurt my feelings. And then it's, oh, I was just mad. Oh, I was just mad. Well, now I'm thinking about that the whole week. <laughs> That's in the mm. back of my head. My mom thinks that I'm dumb. My mom thinks that I can't do anything right. My mom, like, and, and that's what you walk around with. And when you walk around with that, that's what you believe about yourself. When you hear something so many times, you start to believe it. Mm. And that's one of the things that I wish to break when I catch her going off or saying anything. And I tell her, I tell you, or you need to apologize. Why would you say that? You're hurting your, you hurt my feelings when you said it. Mm. Like, that's not what you do. You could feel however you want to feel, but learn how to express mm. it differently. <clears throat> Um, but other than that, that's really my mom. My mom's mouth 
my mom's mouth is probably um one of the worst things about her she's a beautiful person she truly is but her mouth when she's upset or when she's trying to hurt your feelings and and that's the thing they say these things to hurt you they say these things to get in your head and then really expect for you to brush it off and I guess it's because they grew up in a generation where their parents said anything and did anything like my mom literally told me no my grandma literally told me that um her mom which is my great grandmother like anytime one time anytime she would try to voice her opinion about anything before she could get a word out it was her punishment I forget the whole situation behind the story, but one time my grandmother, my great-grandmother accused my grandmother of doing something. And all my grandmother did was try and say that it wasn't her. And she threw a boiled egg at her, like fresh out the pot, like mm. just launched the boiled egg at her. Um, And my mom was raised by that woman. So I can see where she gets it from. Mm. Um, my grandmother is also one of those people you can't tell her that she's wrong. Um, my grandmother was my most favorite person in the world until I got older. And I still love her the same, love her the same. But I don't really spend too much time with her for the simple fact that I'm not going to be accepted for who I am. It's always what she wants me to be. And she's not ever going to tell me like to my face that she doesn't agree with it but you could feel it you could feel when someone's judging you you can feel when they don't agree and I guess the way my mom was raised impacts the way that the way you were raised impacts the way you raised your children which is why you have to be cautious which is why I have to be cautious because there are a lot of things that I do that are my mother's tendencies that I get from her Sometimes I get really angry and will want to say things, but I think about the repercussions that come after. I care about hurting people's feelings. And I think that's one thing about parents. They don't care about hurting their kids' feelings. I think they don't, it doesn't matter to them because they feel like it's just kid feelings, but it's not. They're real feelings. They're valid feelings. They're human feelings. And the worst thing in the world is feeling like your parents don't like you because then you close off to them nothing that they say or do matters nothing that they will say or do matters and you kind of look for what you would get from a parent out in the world you look for that comfort those people to vent to and sometimes you do get attacked to the wrong things I mean I've been there where I've had I've had fake friends before and I'm not realizing that they're my fake friends because I'm just too worried about being included in something. So I'm sitting here venting and telling all my business to people who don't even like me for real because my damn mama don't like me at home. Mm. So, or even if she does, she make me feel like she don't. So, and I guess they expect you to believe more so what they say rather than how they act. And I'm not that person. You can't, you can't treat me like, 
you can't treat me bad and then tell me you love me. You can't treat me bad and say, I'm so proud of you. Like, that's not how that works at all. Mm, girl. <laughs> girl, when I say you just said a whole mouthful, like we literally just had this conversation about bullies and, and we yeah. literally said that parents, it's the worst when it's your parents. It is the worst because you just feel like, dang, well, why did you even have me? Why am I here? Okay, like, yes, listen, Star, you're not the only one that has, has ever been through that. There's so many people out here that have experienced, you know, their parents, like, I'm not, I don't want to call it bullying, but like you said, it's kind of like a form of bullying where they don't really understand it. But yeah, they're causing unwanted, like, feelings towards you that you don't want to feel. Like, that is a form of bullying. And we talked about that in the last episode. And it's, it's just crazy that you're bringing all of this back up. No, I, um... I have a writing somewhere where I talk about something like that. Like imagine, and, and basically it's off, like the whole gist of it is just imagine living, imagine living with your bully, the person you can't mm. get away from. Like every day you have no choice. This is the person who feeds you, who clothes. You have no choice but to take what they're throwing at you. And that's, um, a lot that's a big problem in the parent child aspect because you don't have a choice at all you have no say so like by state emotionally anything like you literally belong to these people and it's mm-hmm. like you have you literally have no choice and not having a choice as a person who is developing it's like putting it's like locking you in a closet, basically. Locking you in a closet with a rabid animal. You can't get away from it. You just got to keep letting it attack you. And you can't really do anything about it. Mm. And that's just how it is. I think parents make it that they make us feel like we can't do anything about it. You say anything, you're being it's disrespectful or <laughs> you just you need to stay in a child's place or whatever the case may be. And a lot of people don't give their children a voice because there's a difference between having a voice and being disrespectful. I should be able to tell you how something made me feel without you feeling like it's a problem. And the only reason you feel like it's a problem is because you really feel bad about what you did. You really feel bad about what you said. You just don't want to hear it. At least in my mom's case, that's what it was. She knows she knew she was dead wrong. She felt bad about the things that she did because she would apologize about them. But apologies don't mean nothing if you do the same thing. It's like being, <coughs> being having a toxic relationship with your parents is like worse than being in a toxic relationship. Like if that's where you come from, what do you think you're going to get in the future? If that's all I know from you, what do you expect me to build with other people? Mm, mm, you said a mouthful, Star. I, I really appreciate all that you've been sharing and just the, just your experience in general, because you really are saying a lot. And like Aaliyah said, we just touched on this, um, talking about the importance of our words as, as parents. Um, and we try to you know, the whole little uh, sticks and stones may break your bones, but words will never hurt you. 
And like his words are powerful. <laughs> and especially when they're coming from your creator, the one that brought you, you know, that you came through basically. Like they're, that's a big deal. It is. And it kind of dictates how other people will treat you or what you will allow or accept from other people. Yep. Yes. I've always been a very emotional person. Maybe even dramatic sometimes. (laughs) Maybe even dramatic sometimes. But I guess a lot of people aren't that way. So when you aren't emotional, when you don't understand emotion or having extreme emotions or passionate emotions, you don't know how to deal with them. I noticed that just with people in general, not even just with parents, because my mom was a very emotional person, but only her emotions mattered. That's what the problem was. <laughs> but you do have some people where they just don't care. I have some people who look at me crazy when I'm expressing myself. I have some people who say that I'm soft. I have some people who say that it's weak. I have some people who literally don't understand in a million years why do you feel so strongly about that like just you know take it with your chin up keep moving it's life I hate the phrase it's life because when you say that you take all the accountability away how you make people feel you're accountable for and I think a lot of people don't understand that they have like the it is what it is notion about everything but how you make people feel matters, how you make people feel is valid. And you cause those feelings. And I mean, it's okay for you to be and say and feel anything that you want to, but hurting the next person off of it is where it's not okay anymore. Um, A lot of people don't know how to deal with their emotions. I'm a person, I don't care. I'll cry in front of anybody. I'll talk about I'll say my piece and I'm gonna let you know every time. I don't care if it's because you said that you just made me feel bad one time. Like I have this big thing about being on time with people. Like if we have plans at 8.30, be there at 8.30 or you're gonna pull up at 8.40 with me stressed with tears in my eyes because like, why did you do that? And some people will think that that is like exaggerating. But you got to understand how I feel about it. You putting me in a situation where now I don't know if you're coming or not. I don't know what's going on here. Like, we agreed on this, but this is not what's happening. Um, and that's just a simple example. There's many, many, many more complex ones. But people don't... Um, what's the word people do not know how to express their feelings people don't know how to feel their feelings and I think it's because our society has made it that feelings are viewed as weak if you feel any type of way about anything you just complaining or you oh you mad oh you mad that (laughs) used to be the thing in my high school like oh you mad uh yeah why can't I be mad like I don't understand because I've always been an emotional person. I've always been able to express that. Like, I'm, I get upset if me and my friends make plans and they tell me they can't make it last minute. I literally cry about that. And it's not their fault, but it still hurt my feelings. 
And I mean, there's some friends where you could explain that to and they'll understand it. And there's some friends who will literally feel like you're doing too much. Mm-hmm. And I've, there's just too many people in this world who feel like you're doing too much off of your emotions when everything is really valid. Um, I've had people really just not understand where I'm coming from at all. And it's just because they're just not, they're stuck in their own, their own path, their own tunnel vision of what things should be and whatnot. People, for us to be emotional beings, we do not know how to control, express, or be those emotional beings. And it has a lot to do with media. It has a lot to do with the way people were raised. Um, I feel like the joy of life is being able to express yourself and just to be happy with yourself and those feelings. And if you can't express your feelings, you'll never be able to be happy. And that's the goal of life. It's not just, you know, work, be serious, gain assets. And I mean, yes, that's nice, but you can't take none of that with you when you die. I mean, I'd rather be, I'd rather um, somebody say she was a beautiful person rather than she got money. (laughs) when I when I pass like that's just people have um they worry about the wrong things and the crazy thing I feel like the reason why people don't respect emotions is because if you really got to go out there and get money you can't it's like you got to be emotionless and I think that's what a lot of people are doing is chasing money I think people would rather have like oh the lifestyle and to get there we don't know what it takes we see all these people on tv but they don't be they don't really express what did it take maybe it took them crossing their friends maybe it took them not having emotions maybe it took them you can say all these different things that they had to do that actually made them probably feel bad but they had to push past that just to get to the money and i really feel like that's what a lot of people are doing like you said like oh i'd rather just get to the bag than to than just to be a nice person or a beautiful person i don't think people really think that being a beautiful person inside and out, inside and out is successful. I feel like so many people feel like having a lot of money is successful, having nice cars is successful. But sometimes you gotta get there with no emotion. You just gotta be like, nah, 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 cut everything out or just not have um emotion. And I and I feel so bad for people, like you said, people who have emotions and want to feel their emotions are so misunderstood. Like, like, I, and I say this, and I'm going to keep saying this, because now I'm speaking my truth more, but as a kid, I was so misunderstood. I was so emotional. Like, like you said, any and everything can hurt my feelings, and I felt kind of like, okay, Leah, what is going on? But that's just the type of person that I was. I was an emotional person, and now that I'm living in my truth, I'm starting to accept that, because I have, I have felt myself not even being like that anymore to the... I mean, I still, yes, I still cry over, like, movies. Like, I'll cry over any movie. But, yes, I still, like, cry over movies and things like that. But I'm just not as emotional as I used to be when I was a kid. And I'm like, yo, this used to be a lot of things that used to hurt my feelings. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm proud. I'm happy that there are things that don't hurt my feelings. But I miss the aspect of where I used to just, I could just feel everything. And I'm really trying to get back to that because my daughter 
what she's highly emotional like you said dramatic and i know exactly where she get it from she gets mm-hmm. it from me like i was emotional like you said probably even a little bit dramatic but those emotions still matter and those you know those little people with their big emotions it still matters and we still have to as parents figure out a way to um help our children through those things you know, and that's that's all I want to do for my daughter. I don't want her to feel misunderstood like how I did because I felt so misunderstood as a child. I'm like, dang, nobody understands my feelings. Like, nobody. It's crazy. Not my parents, not my cousin. Everybody think I'm just tripping. Everybody think, I, like, it's an issue. Like, yeah, it's crazy. So, but now that I see that in my daughter and and I do be like, okay, <laughs> yes, she being a little like, okay, maybe I was being a little bit too dramatic, but I just want to nurture those emotions because I just know how I feel. I don't want her to feel like that. Definitely. I um, I feel that way a lot about my siblings because in my eyes, yes, they're, they're toddlers, but they're still babies. And my little sister, I feel like she is the, the six-year-old. She is just a spitting image of what I imagined myself to be at that age. And sis is dramatic. <laughs> sis is super dramatic. But in a verbal way, I love the way that she expresses herself. I love it. She'll literally say, why are you being rude? That was mm. so mean. And I'm like, my mom needs that around to check herself. Because like, I'll be on the phone and she'll, my mom will say something to her. She did something wrong because she's in school now. Just her first year of school. And she'll just say it. She'll be like, mommy, you're being mean to me. And I'll hear my mom apologize. Mm. And I'm like, it's good that, you know, she can do that. It's good that she's verbal in that way. And she is a little extra sometimes, but (laughs) It's better than I was. I just took it and was quiet and developed this big ball of, I don't like you. Right. <laughs> so, you know. So um, now, oh, I have a question about, because um, yeah. we talked about your high school experience, how you felt about the high school experience, how your parents helped you on your educational journey. And now that you have graduated, I just want to know how is life after school for you like what are your you know what are your hopes what are your dreams what are you aspiring to do what are you doing now like what do you see yourself going um yes currently i'm um i'm an aide right now that's what i do i go on people home and basically chill with them companionship i don't really do too much in medical terms but um I'm there for companionship. I take people grocery shopping, laundry, get haircuts, stuff like that. I'm just paid to be somebody friend. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I don't, I like my job. I've always been like, if it's not fast food, I've always been in like some sort of healthcare, like working at a nursing home, PCA, CNA, aid, something of that nature. Um, But really, I'm really just trying to get to a point in my life where I could work and live comfortably as well and still have, like, flexibility for freedom. 
because working too much really does make me depressed. It makes me so sad. Like I've had jobs where I work open to close five, six days a week and I'll just be in there miserable, crying the whole time. It's just the the lengthy hours and being on somebody's clock is just not for me. I need more flexibility, but things I can't not work for a long time. Then I start going crazy in the house. So I need to find my balance. Um, I do, I don't plan on necessarily going back to college, but I do plan on maybe like getting into a program where I could get certified in something so I can get a better job. Um, and my options are pretty wide because I'm interested in a lot of things. I thought about I was going to ask you, what are your interests? Yeah, like I, I was like, I, <laughs> I've thought about getting a teacher's certification. I've thought about getting water waste treatment certifications. I've thought about doing dental hygienist. I've thought about doing a lot of different things. All things that I would enjoy doing. I'm pretty versatile. The only thing that I really, really don't want to do is sit in somebody's office or be like, retail it's what I I don't want to do at all I don't have the pay or food don't have the patience for none of that anymore um I'm at a point in my life where I'm doing okay I could be doing better but I don't know what I want to do fully and I feel like when you don't know you shouldn't really take that next step I know sometimes you have to push and take initiative or whatnot but I don't want to waste my time, money, nor skill on something that I'm really not going to enjoy. Yes. And then also it's, um, <clears throat> it's finding the balance. Once again, it's, um, it's hard to work, pay bills, go to school and pay for school all at once. Like it's a lot. Cause then you probably have to work more to get more money to pay for both. Just because you're in school don't mean you got to stop paying bills. So it's like a hard spot to find that balance. Um, I'm in a pretty good spot for myself right now. And that's all that really matters. Yes. In my opinion, that I'm okay with where I'm at. Um, my mom is supportive of what I want and what I'm doing. Regardless. Uh, but my grandparents though, literally I can't have a conversation without them, without talking about school. They're like very traditional, go to college, graduate, get married, all of that stuff. It's never really been my cup of tea, my thing. I don't think life has to be exactly like that. I don't think you have to be that way in order to be a successful individual. Them, if you don't go to college, you're not doing nothing with yourself. I don't agree. So I'm happy with where I'm at. There's probably a lot of people who aren't. And that's okay. Because I pay my own bills and don't nobody pay for nothing. So don't nobody pay for my life. So I don't care about the comments anymore. Um, it does upset me that I constantly feel like I'm disappointing them because I care about their opinion in a way 
But when it comes to me doing what makes me happy and what I want to do, that always comes first. I guess because I grew up where I couldn't do what I wanted to do. I always had to do what somebody else said to do, what somebody else told me to do, what somebody else said was right. So when you're an adult, you have the freedom to choose like literally who you're going to be. And I will never let anybody have that control. I will never give that back. Because that's like one of the things I could say that I gained as an adult that really, really mattered. Mm. The freedom of being a person. For some reason, when you're a child, you, you don't have the freedom to be who you are. You just have to live up to expectations. Mm. And if you don't, it's a problem. That's so true. So true. <laughs> like all my so, life, I've been living up to somebody else's expectations. So they know? try to, um, they try to push that on me, which is why I keep my distance. Definitely, I love them, love them to death. I call them and whatnot, but as soon as they start getting to talking about my life, I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> time to go. <laughs> I'll talk to you soon. Love y'all. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Well, what Star didn't add was how phenomenal a writer she is. She has words in her that I feel the world the world deserves to hear. Um, Star has written things that I've never seen expressed in any of anything that I, I and I'm a reader. I'm an avid reader. I love reading. I love reading. So understand that when I tell you this young lady has some words in her. Um, she has some words in her. She, I, look, I had asked before we had started recording if she had anything nearby, if I would need her to read something, but she doesn't, she had them no. tucked away, but, um, yes. please know. And I, I hope that that's something that she does venture back to. Um, I know, you know, once that adulting hits, we do stay away from passions or we don't feel like those words are meant for others, which it, it very well, if that's how she feels, that's how she feels. I just want her to know that those are some beautiful words and I know that they can touch and, and hit where they need to hit. Um, so I'm still waiting on that uh, book. Um, what was it? Letters. I'm about to say, where the book at? What was it? Letters from a delinquent. What was letters it? Letters from a delinquent. Yes, letters from a delinquent. Um, uh, yeah, the book? I'm still waiting on the book? A- Starting want to type. She don't want to type anything. But now that they no. have voice to, t- they have voice to type. You know whatever it is called. So she really doesn't have an excuse. So I'm gonna just you know keep putting that out. There. You know Jay got a production company. Let's go ahead and get the book out. Stop playing. It's yeah. um, it's more. I mean, so- a publishing. I said production. <laughs> Girl, I'm so claiming that for you. <laughs> it's more so a format thing. Um, my writings they talk about so many different things on so many different scales and I just wouldn't know how to throw it all together I mean I know it could literally just be individual things in a book Um, and also I don't have enough to put in a book yet I have quite a lot exactly I have quite a lot I'll never forget that blue notebook ma'am that blue folder certain certain things will not (laughs) be published certain things will not be published certain things will not be public you know I don't mind sharing but certain things are it's not even personal it's just 
the public is sensitive to so much, so much that um, a lot of the things I write about, I probably might get in trouble for. I know I used to get in trouble in school. You're not in school anymore. That's I used the to thing. get in trouble in school, but yeah, um, writing. I'm very much humble in that department. I'm not just gonna tell you know, yeah, I write and I'm pretty talented. No, that's I mean, why I said I'm. I'm gonna say it because I knew you weren't gonna mention it, but I'm gonna mention it. It's just something that I always loved to do. Ever since I was younger, I used to be able to write. If I was passionate about what we were writing about, I'm writing two, three page essays, and you only ask for a five paragraph format. It's just how I was. I used to have people, like teachers, complain about the lengthiness of what I had to turn in. Um, but it's really just a passion for me. I love to write. And I think it's it's just a different form of expression. I mean, I could talk. I could talk. I talk a lot. I do. <laughs> but with writing when it's down on paper you could play with your words a little bit more and I think that's what I like I like to go back and change and I can make this sound stronger I can hit this harder like that's that's like why I like why I like writing it's a thrill to me um girl you need to write a book you need to go ahead and publish a book. book she has one yes she'll get there I know it I'm, I'm gonna stay in her ear every so often you know and with writing, I felt like with writing in school specifically, it's the only way you can say what you want without getting in trouble, unless you off the wall for real, like if you cursing and like really being disrespectful or crazy like that. But there's been writings where I show blatant disrespect or just blatant, blatant disagreement. And there's nothing anybody can say because, you know, there's an A on this paper. It, it made sense. Did I lie? That was my favorite thing to say. Did I lie? Because <laughs> I remember it was like, it was one topic. Ms. Carter had us writing about school. She she should have knew better than to do that, though. She had us writing about school, like, author, like authority in school. I went off that was like a diss to the principal that's basically <laughs> what it was oh yeah that was a diss to the principal and I believe the principal read that <laughs> I think Ms. Miss Carter took it upon herself to let her read that no I did not <laughs> I I'm did pretty not. sure you did she called me about that somebody gave it to her no it wasn't me we ain't had that type of relationship but well look <laughs> I know I read it in the class and everybody was just like, ooh, okay, whatever. I was dissing her heart in that, but respectfully, in the most beautiful way, in the most beautiful way it could have been said. But that was my favorite part of the writing. It was the expression. I got to literally say whatever I wanted to with no repercussions. As long as it was grammatically correct and there was no like, crazy words in there I gotta say whatever I wanted it was a very good form of expression and also as a child I could never verbally say what I wanted so I'll always write it down I probably have so many sad angry <laughs> written things 
<laughs> I know I did. You go look at my journals from when I was a kid. I was always talking about how I didn't like this person, didn't like what this person said to me, didn't like like that's because that's literally the way that I express myself. So I understand what you're saying because writing, I mean, writing heals. I write my journal. Um, I used to write poems, and I really feel like I need to get back to that. Like for real, for real. writing heals. Writing is where it's at. Like you said, it is expression, and it is something that needs to come out. Like, that's how we heal. And um, not even with just, like, the expressive writing. Like, I like, I like the informative writing as well, which expressive is informative, but meaning so, like, essays and whatnot, like, elaboration on essays or my opinion on this. Or, like, I had in 12th grade English, we had to write an essay about addiction what we thought about addiction, what other people thought about addiction. And that was like four pages long. Um, and I loved it. I love researching. I love knowing what other people think. I like knowing the stats on everything. I love knowing the stats on everything and just putting it all together. Cause I could talk a lot and writing, <laughs> I could probably write even more. And y'all, it's just, <clears throat> it was just always a passion of mine, beautiful thing. I've been writing since I was in elementary school and I still write to this day. Um, it's just more inspirational now. I guess I had a lot more to say back then when I was feeling more. <clears throat> and I think I use writing as an outlet and I don't really have anything to outlet right now. So it's like, you know, a little intermediate pause or whatever the case may be. But when I had things to write about, when I was going through a lot, I, I had so much. I had folders thick of writings. Um, and I could stand in front of a room and present and have people who wouldn't listen ever actually listen. And that's when I knew like, okay, maybe I'm actually saying something. Cause I didn't think of it as a big deal ever. I literally thought it was just, okay, these are my thoughts on paper and that's it. It's not that big of a deal. Anybody can do this. But then I realized that everybody can't. A lot of people don't know how to express or articulate or they just don't care enough to express those feelings. Um, Everything I wrote about in creative writing meant something, everything. I use that as a way to tell how I really felt. And I never held back at all. Sometimes I even said some stuff that probably just wasn't appropriate. I didn't care because it is what it is. It was my mind, my freedom. Writing is um, something I'm still passionate about till this day. And I'll probably always be passionate about it. Well, Whoever created one day, it. You're going to share those words with the world. That's what I'm hoping. They'll get it one day. They will. When you're They'll ready. When you are ready. So with understanding that, the, you know, this is the Homeschool Your Kid podcast. And when we say Homeschool Your Kids, we do mean 
wherever they're at. So if they're in traditional school, you should still be homeschooling your kid. If they're in private school, (laughs) you should still be homeschooling. And definitely if they're at home with you, then you should be homeschooling because overall it's basically talking to your kids, talking to your kids, talking to your kids, seeing them, recognizing them, hearing them and letting them be. So what are some parting words you would like to share with parents? Um, Cause that is our main listeners that you, um, you feel will help them with homeschooling their kids. Parents, I know we go to school to get a diploma. But remember that it takes almost 12 years for us to get that give or take, depending on, you know, your status and where you are. And we go through so much up and down through those years we go through so much emotions and we have to go through school the whole time of it acknowledge those feelings be there for those feelings and even if you don't see any signs of those feelings school is not just about going and passing there's so many other things that are happening in school there's so many other things that are happening in your child's life that you have to be considerate of and even if you don't agree, you got to help them through it. Or they're going to do it themselves. Um, I noticed a lot. Parenting, you could be as preventative as you want, but individuals are going to do whatever they want to do at the end of the day. They're going to go through whatever they're going to go through. Life doesn't stop because you said it has to or you think it's not going. So just worry about your child's emotions and not what they're producing on paper all the time. Be there for them in every way, not just you need to get these grades up because that's what they really predominantly care about in school anyway. Um, Show love to your kids as well. We need it especially with the peers around y'all, the people you grow up with. Most people go to school and have nasty experiences. And I mean, you could be popular and whatnot, but you still, people, people can be great and people can be the worst. And you just got to make sure that you're there for them and acknowledge those feelings and understand that we don't understand it. You don't understand it. And the main goal is to get through that together. And if not, you're going to have a hard time with your kids. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Love your kids, y'all. And teach them at home. It's not just about what they learn in them textbooks. It's about everything else. Everything else we learn in life is more, imper- more important than what we learned in the books. That's what I could say. Me learning how to communicate, understand, talk to people, stand up for myself. All those things are way more important than turning to page 36. Mm-hmm. So that's all I got for y'all. We appreciate it. You Every said day mouthful. ask yourself what you can do better as a parent. Yes. Because that's the only way to be better. Yes. Continue to reflect, continue to grow, continue to allow yourself to learn on this journey also. Learning never stops for anyone. So yes, continue to yes. heal generational 
curses yes. or traumas or whatever you want to call it. We got to do the cycles. Yes. The cycles. Well, we appreciate you, Star. Thank yes. you. So wise and so young. Yeah, All those beautiful words, girl. Like stuff that we've been talking about. You just brought it right back up. I loved everything you said. Yes, I, we gonna have you on here again, girl. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, yes. <coughs> Definitely. I'll be back whenever y'all want me back. We appreciate it. Um, Thank you. No, you started your morning early for us today. Yes, so I'm about to go back to sleep. <laughs> we do appreciate it, love. I appreciate it. It's been it was a good experience. Nice, nice. And nice. I, I'm glad for it. Reflection is everything. Reflection is everything. Just keep going. We want to give, you know, quick recognition to some of our exhibitors for our Homeschool Your Kids Expo that launches in June. Uh, we just had Montrose Biology join on. We have Right Start Math. We have Soul Right Living. Um, check out homeschoolyourkidsexpo.com so that you can tune in and check out some of those websites of our exhibitors and sponsors. Um, you can follow us at Homeschool Your Kids. MRS. <laughs> and Homeschool Your Kids and MRS.ali underscore daily. Yes, yes. This has been another episode of Homeschool Your Kids podcast. And we appreciate y'all tuning in. Have a beautiful, beautiful day. Peace.